Hello, my name is Jordan Sanders, and welcome to Empower Me. And I'm Hanaya White, and these are a couple of our I'm a Star students who are going to answer a couple questions. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Shall we roll the video? Yeah. Let's uh, take you back to the big news of the last 20 hours here in Tokyo involving Simone Biles, that double Yurchenko pike we saw on Thursday as training was going on, on site, gymnast getting a feel for the equipment and the arena, and everything looked like it was on schedule. And wow, what a change in about four days. We saw what happened less than 24 hours ago in that same vault with Simone Biles, saying that she didn't feel comfortable. You heard the conversation with our experts and she felt that she was losing it in the air, not feeling very comfortable with these tumbles and turns and twists and somersaults. And now we find out after yesterday pulling out of the team competition, a big development just in from USA Gymnastics. After further medical evaluation to focus on her mental health, it's been announced Simone Biles is out of the all around, which is tomorrow night here in Tokyo. So how do you feel about the video? She took a big step for herself. Being in front of millions of people, everyone's rooting for you. It can be a lot of pressure to do what everyone else is want. So I think it was just a bold move for her to say, this is for me, just taking time for herself when everyone was watching. Yeah, it must've been a pretty big step, like thinking to yourself. Okay, I got a lot of fans who want to see me perform, but I gotta take a minute to myself first. Um, I feel it was a very mature step that she took because she you don't hear very many celebrities talking about their mental health and doing things that could um, that could sacrifice their career or sacrifice something that they really love just for their mental health. So it was very inspirational for those who watch her and to young ladies like her. And I can imagine as two African-American women, do y'all also feel like a connection to her with dealing with her own mental health? I think so, yes, because I, um, I'm in a sport. So with her being in a sport and her being amazing at what she does and then taking that big step, allowing her to, um, to uh, focus on her mental health, that shows me that I may be great at what I'm doing, but I need to focus on my mental health and how I am mentally. Yeah, sixth grade, I um, ran track. And when I was going for like the sprint, I pulled my, um, I can't remember what it was called. Like, yeah, like my hamstring right here. And the next day I was like, okay, I'm gonna still go. The coach was like, no, no, like it's bad. You shouldn't be going. And it was hard for me at first because, like, track was supposed to get me in, like, the good speed for basketball next year. Since, like, sixth grade was, like, my little what we're going to be doing for, like, middle school. Because I didn't really have much experience, you know, seeing as I was a sixth grader last year. But coach helped me realize, like, even though I want it very bad, I got to, like, think about my mental health first because it'll just keep getting worse if I keep trying to run with it, so... Congratulations, I'm a Star Foundation for another successful annual Jacksonville Helps Celebrity Basketball. Keep up the great work. Hi graduates, it's Simone Biles. I heard about your initiative, hashtag 2020 strong, and just wanted to say how impressed I am with all of you and how proud you should be of yourselves for working so hard to get to graduation. 
Congratulations. We have an Olympian, Simone Biles, to actually congratulate our, our um, team. I'm a star organization. For me, I'm more than excited to see someone with, I guess, such a big pull to recognize this organization just with everything we're doing and how we're trying to impact the community in a positive way. And seeing how she stands up for herself and how she speaks up for herself, seeing her, I guess, talk and recognize for us, I just think it's really good so more people can know about the organization and jump aboard, I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, it felt pretty, you know, made me feel famous, to be honest, <laughs> because it's someone famous telling you congratulations on doing something um, amazing for like a certain community. So. And what is she at, like 42 gold medals? Like, right. oh my God. She's literally the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, but that's my opinion. I think she's the best, but yeah. I remember um, being in I'm a Star and actually Miss Bernie saying, I have a video to show y'all, I'm so happy that she actually played the video and it was like, a, it was a huge surprise for us too. And I seen Simone Biles, someone who's the same height as me actually, <laughs> winning sports and doing things. It's like she knows me, she knows who I am. Right. I know that she got this. If she could do in a whole Olympic sport, being a woman, and being black, she, I'm pretty sure she can take anything that she wants. I'll probably say, I'll probably keep going. No matter what negative comments people are coming towards you, this is your life. Always be in control, stay in control, and good job. That's probably what I would say. Um, I'll probably say, um, I think I would say, focus on your mental health and continue to um, take care of yourself instead of trying to worry about other what to trying to worry about what other people think and take care of yourself. Okay, so back to school. Do you guys have any rituals before like going to school? Um, I do, so I wake up around 5.30 in the morning. I take that 30 minutes for myself just to, well, in the mornings I pray and meditate just to get myself together mentally before I go to school. Then I usually, you know, get myself together, brush my teeth, all the normal stuff, and then choose my outfit. I always choose the day of because I don't know how I'm feeling. And if I choose it the night before, I'm usually gonna switch it and take extra time and I'm gonna be late to school. So that's my little ritual. Probably just pray, meditate, get myself together, and just go off to school and have a good day. Um, for me, I say, uh, I don't really pray and meditate. I get up around, you know, 6.30, 6.45, depending on my day. But um, I um, say a little helicopter prayer, I guess. Um, just thanking God for waking me up this morning, allowing me to see another day, um, and, ask me to and asking Him to guide me through the day um, to allow me do to do great things. Um, then I do, you know, the regular stuff, brush my teeth, wash my face, all of that. I'm getting in the shower. My shower time is, that's my me time. So, yep, and then I feel the same way. Um, I like to pick my outfits on the day, which it seems kind of irresponsible because I get up so late, but I don't know how my day will be, and I don't know how am I feeling, like. I know for me it's like first, okay, I have my alarm that wakes me up at five o'clock in the morning, but 
usually I'm like, okay, I'll wait till my alarm wakes me up at 5.30, cause I have a second alarm. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'll wait for my alarm to wake me up at six. And then after that third one, I know, okay, I have to get up, I have to get up. And that usually gives me like another 30 minutes to still get ready. So the second ones are just like getting me a little bit, like half awake. But sometimes still half the time I fall asleep through it. But when I do wake up, um, first I decide like what shoes I'm gonna wear, like my Air Forces or my black shoes or just go full Crocs. And usually, depending on that, that can like give me like what type of outfit I wanna wear. Like if I wear my Air Forces, I'm gonna go for like a white shirt type of vibe or like wear my um, white champion jacket. And then after that, once I pick out my clothes, I just go for like the normal stuff, like brushing my teeth, washing my face, lotion, and then, yeah. If I have enough time, I'll go ahead and eat some cereal. But I usually don't, cause my dad's just like honking at home, like, come on, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Cause compared to elementary school, he used to have to like drive me out like 30 minutes to Biscayne, but now we have a bus that's like right next to our house, so it's still a little easy on him, but no, him, he still wants to, come on, come on, come on. Has mental health affected your work, your school life, or your school work itself? Previously it has, so in ninth grade, I had a really close family member uh, who was going through some physical issues and they passed away. So mentally it was really hard and I started getting really bad with doing my schoolwork, going to school, just motivation issues. But I had to learn that although this was going on that I couldn't, you know, put my future in jeopardy because there it was out of my hands. It was nothing I could do. So yeah. I did have a little bit of issues with mental health during school. Um, pretty much, um, I would say every day because I deal with, I don't want to call it anxiety, but sometimes I do because I just feel as though everybody's opinion matters, you know? And I'm trying to, you know, help people out and be kind to others and I'm not worried about myself. So it can sometimes affect how I do things. My schoolwork, like I'll dig deep into my schoolwork knowing that I'm not feeling that day. Mm -hmm. And it can make me feel like if I'm sad, I'll go in my schoolwork and I won't talk to my mom, I won't talk to anybody, which is not okay because then I'm suffering in silence, which is something that I often do, which is something I had to work on. I know for me it's like, okay, I have seven different classes and I don't think they realize I have seven different classes. So I have like two assignments in each class compared to elementary school where I only had three classes. And okay, I can go to sleep and then wake up and then do that quick, easy assignment. But in middle school, no. I remember before the FSA, like, what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna wear? And then I tossed out on the floor like, okay, it's real. This is my first FSA in middle school. And I know in middle school, like, it's a lot harder than elementary, cause like, there's a lot more pressure on me, cause like, I'm used to like having fives on the FSA, but in middle school math, like, it's a little bit more difficult than I was used to in elementary. 
So I thought to myself, okay, before I get on the bus and during the bus, I'm gonna get out my math book and I'm just gonna like brush up on it. And it kind of helped me because I ended up getting a five, so. On Wednesdays, we do something called Wellness Wednesdays. And well, only on early release days, we do Wellness Wednesdays. And it's usually a video about a certain topic that has to do with mental health. And it gives good tips and advice. I don't know if people apply it to whatever they have going on, but that's the only research I've really heard about during school that talks about mental health. So. It's the same for me, Wellness Wednesdays. And for me, it's not really, it's not helpful because it's a video and then the teachers sometimes, they just go over it. So it's done that 30 minutes and now we go back to the schoolwork and it's, like it has some effect on you and it depends on the topic, but sometimes it's just, just a regular video. Yeah, I can really agree on that because it just feels like this is just something we have to do. Like yeah. it's not really something important, like it's supposed to be, but it's just something where the teacher goes in the grade books, putting in our grades while they turn on the video for us to watch. Exactly. Maybe if they made it interactive and gave, gave us videos or like activities to do while we're watching the video. But I know most of the people while we're watching the video for Wellness Wednesday, they just go to sleep or they're on their phone. But sometimes they have good information, sometimes though. Yeah, I know there's supposed to be parts where like, they pause it and then you talk to your teacher about it, but they don't really do that. It's just like, okay, we're not gonna pause it. We're just gonna go through it. Okay. And when they do it, it's just like, it's so dead. It's like, it's always the quietest part of class. Exactly. <laughs> it just seemed like a part that the teachers are just trying to get through as fast as possible to like get, get back to the lesson. Cause this stuff is important. We're still like getting used to like, like I said before, transferring from elementary to middle or middle to high school. Like. And pe like adults say, they're like, what are you stressed about? A lot, you know, going through it, but yeah. This is school. I don't know. I think a lot of teachers and some parents don't think about mental health in teens because we have everything given to us. We don't really have to, you know, like basic things like food, shelter, water. So they think that mental health can be something that they can just brush off. But I think that it can be something really serious because I think it starts in the mind first. Everything starts in your, in your mind and, and it comes to the physical. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a problem with your mental health or anything like that, I think it should be discussed unless you have problems with opening up to the people around you. But still with that, I feel like there should be some kind of proactive moment from teacher to student or parent to child with that discussion of mental health, are you okay? Not just, are you okay? And not really worrying about what answer comes after it, so. Yeah, I can really agree with that, cause like, I know before I go to sleep, it's just impossible for me to go to sleep without making sure I have everything done. I'm ready in the morning. I don't have to worry about doing anything last minute. And I think that kind of affects me emotionally when I wake up in the morning, cause like, like, did I, yeah. Right now, one of my teachers in my psychology class, he keeps putting the number of the days before we graduate as something encouraging. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, I only have 150 days to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And it's been something stressing on me because 
I know what I want to do, but what if in the future I want to change? What if I don't have the same passion behind what I'm what I'm doing now? So I'm just trying to get over those nervous feelings about being adult, and I've just got to figure it out. Um, for me, I have to worry about not only at the school, I have to worry about when I'm act taking all my tests to actually go into either college or the military. And studying for that is a huge toll on me because I have to grow up, but I also have to be a kid. I think, <laughs> I think that's one for me. Trying to be independent while still being dependent on the people around you is a hard thing because you can get into doing everything for yourself, but sometimes you can't do everything for yourself and you have to become dependent on either a teacher or a parent. And now, well, for me, I know that was a moment where I felt helpless because in one breath, you could have someone saying, you need to start being more active in your own life. You're, you're, you're grown. But then when you start making those decisions for yourself, you can have them turn around and say, why don't you ever ask me for help? Well, you never say nothing. But when you come to them, they're not as willing to help you or willing to, you know, give you advice or guidance that you need and you're seeking. I think the worst thing for me in seventh grade is the fact, like, we're taking algebra, like, sixth grade, like, okay, math can't be that hard in middle school. Maybe it'll start being difficult in high school. We're going from sixth grade doing things that we do in elementary to like in seventh grade, we're doing freaking algebra. Like, I don't know about algebra. Seventh grade and algebra, I was scared. I didn't know what anything meant. Like, how does the alphabet go in math now? And why do I need it in life? Exactly. But once I started learning it, I didn't feel different. But now I knew something else, and I knew something that other people didn't know, and I could help them learn. Like, I know how to do that. I just learned that. I just learned what AX plus B means. Yeah, this is really fun. You just got to turn something as you look as a negative to a positive. I like that feeling, you know, being able to know to know what you're doing yes. when it comes to work because it's like, ooh, I got it now, yes. so. I can do everybody's work. And my right. teacher's like, you only have it if you can teach it to another person. So when I'm able to teach it to another person or help another person out and they're actually able to get it, it really makes me feel good. I think the best part about it is the fact that my teacher assigns me this thing called Delta Math on the weekend. And it's like, before this, I definitely don't know any of it, but since I keep getting it wrong, I'm forcing myself to watch the video. And after it's like, okay, so first you add that and then you add it. And then you just like slowly telling yourself what to do it. And then once you see that check mark, it's like, yes! I'm glad you like Delta Math, but as a senior, as a, see, Delta Math, ingenuity, if you know about ingenuity, it just takes too much time. I don't know, but I'm glad that you like Delta Math and it's a learning tool that you can actually use. I'm good. I'm with you. I like Delta Math too. Mm -hmm. See, two different perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> but you said something about uh, repetition, about writing it. Oh, yeah. Does Rep that help you? Uh, yeah. Oh, of course, like, um, what was it? I think it was in chemistry. I took chemistry in ninth grade, and we had to learn the whole periodic table we had to test. And of course, you don't want to fail the test. So I just kept writing all the elements and what they did and the names of them just over and over. I think I still have the book, like every page. 
was the whole periodic table. So it really does help. In my opinion, I think for us, failing is like, oh my God, like, I'm bad at this. Like, my parents are gonna kill me. But really, in a way, failing is just saying you don't understand the information yet. But when your parents see that grade, like, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't understand it. No, you getting grounded. Don't get me started on <laughs> Spanish. I started off with the F at the beginning because like there was this big test that I didn't even understand. And it's still holding me down from going from a B to an A. I'm sitting at like an 88 right now. So like every day I have to study it for like an hour. And if I'm being honest, I'm still not prepared for that big test, so. The more you do it, the more you'll be comfortable with what you're reading and what you're doing. So then you won't have that nervousness on you. Like I know for things like FSA and even in-class tests and quizzes, I get really nervous and my brain just blanks out. Like everything I did, I no longer know it. it this is now a foreign language, I don't know anything. But through repetition, me writing it all the time and you know, always going over, I do reminders on my phone with different formulas or different words that I have to know for certain things just so I can get myself really comfortable with what I'm doing. So in those moments, if it does go away, I can just snap right back and, okay, it's go time. I gotta focus on what I'm doing, yeah. And I think when it comes to failing, you're talking about the whole parent thing. Yeah. For me, like my parents always like, if my dad <laughs> is always like, if you did your best, then you should be happy. But when it comes to it, I just feel as though deep down inside, like my parents are gonna be really disappointed if I fail this. Yeah. So it's more, it's more of a me thing, but it's also more of a parent thing because I just, I don't wanna fail my parents because if I fail, and I feel like I'm failing my parents, even though they make it seem as though that, it's okay. yeah. My, my dad makes it seem as though it's just okay. <laughs> but your mom my dad. is not going for it. Who is your mental health support system at home, school, or in your community? Okay. For me at home, it's my mom, my grandma, and all my aunt, my aunties. Anything I have going on, they try and make sure they're they're every step of of the way. Like literally, like, do you need this? Do you need that? Are you okay? How are you feeling? If I have something in school going on, they're like, do you have assignments you need help on? Do you need me to do the assignment? I'm like, no, you don't need to do it, but I do need help. At school, I have a teacher. Her name is Miss Karen. I've been knowing her since, I think eighth grade. She's been there for me through everything. She knows about home life. She knows about school. So she's really supportive of me. At church, I have some really dedicated church people who are close to me who just make sure if I need something, you know, prayers, always there for that. So the, that's pretty much my support system. It comes from home, school, and church. Those are the biggest areas I get support from. For my support system, it will be um, my family, being with my mom, my mom, my dad, my sister, and my auntie. My, and um, I need them in different situations. So if it's something I can't tell my mom or dad, I go to my sister. If it's something, if I just want to talk to my auntie about, about it, I'd go to her. And if it's something I want to talk to my mom or my dad about it, um, I go to them. And when it comes to, when it comes to, when it comes to school, I really, um, school, 
uh, school is uh, that's my academic place. That's mm. where I, <laughs> that's where I learn. So I'm I'm not trying to. No offense to the teachers, you know. I, mean, I love my teachers, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to do my work. So I'm not really. If they're if they're here to help me and they support me, then I, I I'll appreciate it. But for now, I'm not no school for me. And then my best friend, my best friend, she's been my friend since kindergarten, and her family is just like they're my second family. So if I need if I need her, I go to her. Um, if I need her dad or her mom, you know, for school purposes or just you know just talk, I go to them. So my best friends, family, my family, that's my support system. What does the term self care mean to you? I look at self care as me time, just just one on one, me and myself. For me, my self care is sleep. Because, oh, you know, well, I have a lot of activities I do throughout the day, so just getting home, seeing that bed, and just taking my care, taking care of myself, going to sleep, you know, little nine hours, ten hours of sleep, feel rested, and whatever I got to do for the next day. Uh, I think for me, my self care is kind of like thinking about life while also working out at the same time. Like, I have a treadmill in my garage, so. Like once a week or so, I kind of like go running in there and sometimes I kind of be thinking about stuff that I can do to be a better person. And, yeah. That's a good one. For me, it's um, making sure I've done everything to keep myself and my sanity at bay or at least manageable. Mm -hmm. Like even if it's eating, drinking water, making sure I clean my face because like oh, acne. Oh, you know. Oh. It's the mask. <laughs> Those make it worse. Yeah. And um, at least playing with my dog at least one time a day. Cause, like, his joy brings me joy, so. Aww. Uh, What brings you joy? For me, what brings me joy? Um, running track. I love it so much. It's my... Whenever I'm mad, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, it just track just gets to a lot of things. So that's I think what brings me joy is being able to spend time with my family and friends, just because they can be my peace at times. They can be my peace. Sometimes, you know, they get a little aggravating, but it's all out of love. Another thing, me being an athlete, swimming, it's just, you're in the pool and you're just, by yourself, just going through the motions. Not just going through the motions, but just something you don't have to think about for me. So those are really things that bring me joy. And eating, I love to eat, you know, nothing like some good food. <laughs> if I'm being honest here, the three things that make me happy are right here on my Crocs. <laughs> food, video games, and basketball. Like, when you're on that ball, it just clears your mind. And then like, you just got done with the whole like school week. It's Friday. You and your friends hopping on the game. You playing Fortnite. Oh, it just is different. It's different. About the gaming, games help so much. Like they bring so much joy depending on the game that you get. Like Call of Duties and um, what's the other one? Uh, Dead by Daylight also helps like so much. Even though it's a horror game, but still. <laughs> I want to learn. I always want to. Yeah. Get into gaming, but I think I will be. I think I will become obsessed with it. I'm not even gonna lie. 
Like even the phones I have, like even the games I have on my phone. I don't know. I still play old games though, like Jetpack Joyride. So it's a good, it's a good game. Thank you for watching Empower Me. This show is brought to you by I'm a Star Foundation. And a special thanks to our guests, Raina and Tiffany, the law firm of Farrah and Farrah. Special thanks to the Dolores Bar Weaver Legacy Fund. <laughs>